then we hated that little girl and she came over another time and like we were very mean to her (laughs) we hated her so much Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. There's no Taylor. Taylor's not real, no. actually, And if you believe the conspiracy theories. Yeah, so it was actually... I'm pretty good at this, to be honest. I was making a second voice the whole time. So it was really me and Ryan talking to me and me. So. That's the theory you're going with? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's what I did. Okay. I'm good at... I'm, I'm really good at that. Uh, I have my talents. So this week we are going to talk about um, what is that thing called? Rainbow is magic. Rainbow is friggin' magic. Rainbow is magic happened and is happening and will continue to happen. And we'll talk yes. about it. And then there's some patch notes. There's some patch notes, real patch notes, test server patch notes, lots of patch notes. Uh, and I think that's pretty much all the news. And then we'll get into regular, you know, questions and answers. Yeah, and facts. Facts. Actually, I don't have any facts. I have one FAQs? fact. I have one fact, but we'll get to that when it's fact time. Are you, are you facts or facts? Like FAQs mm. or like things that are true? No, like things that are true. But I always, ah. I do say facts either way. We have Rainbow Six Facts. That's a segment now. Is that, um, <laughs> no. But <laughs> are you, are you good the... at pronouncing the T there? Do you say facts? No, I say facts. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Rainbow is Magic. We've been playing it all week. What like this was this was like one of those super annoying like um bad timing things where like we recorded the podcast and then like the very next day like within twelve hours they announced it yeah but we still hadn't published the podcast so like two days after they announced Rainbow's Magic and I think even started Rainbow's Magic our episode uh, came I out it was or like maybe the day of... maybe the episode came out the same day it started or something mm-hmm. but our episode came out and like we didn't mention it at all because it didn't exist when we recorded it, which is so oh, annoying no, no, I no. Hate the episode that. came out two days after yeah. <laughs> so like i hate that it's so annoying but now we've played it um what do you th- what are your thoughts when i first played it i was like this is ridiculously stupid like not in like a stupid way like i hate this but just like a this is so dumb like it's so dumb it's so funny so dumb in the in the perfect like right best way yeah and then as i kept playing and ryan can attest to this i kept understanding oh what was actually going on this was such adult <laughs> like <laughs> He didn't realize until we'd been playing it for like four hours that it was taking place in kids' bedroom. No, no, no. I knew that because I had seen the Reddit post. Okay. I, just, I didn't understand that it was like supposed to be a kid playing with a oh. plane. I just, I just thought it was in the kids' bedroom. You just thought it was a miniature. Like, I just thing. thought that was like a dumb, like a stupid thing they did for fun. Yeah. And then I realized, you didn't like, realize that. Oh. Yeah. First, he's like, oh, is that supposed to be like toys? Like, or like, is it, are this supposed to be like a kid playing? That's why like you hear the mom in the background. I was like, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, and then like an hour later, oh, are we supposed to be like toy soldiers? Is that why we're like all waxy? And stuff? Like, yeah, dude, come on. And then like an hour after that, what was the other one? I don't know. There was something else though. Uh, oh, is that lady supposed to be like telling the story? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, come on. The lady that's like, put it together, oh, oh, uh, Mr. Bear. Where's Mr. Bear? Blackbeard stated. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh man, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm just glad that nobody was watching your stream when that happened because, oh boy, yeah. I mean, nobody does anyway. So, so just okay. In general, Rainbow is magic. Um, I like it's super funny. Yeah, it's, it's really super funny. funny. And like they went all out on on the aesthetic and like they just, they did such a good job. Um. I love like the specifics of it. I love that it's a three minute timer. Yes. I love what that possibly signifies because the same thing happened with Madhouse, mm-hmm. the three thirty timer, mm-hmm. and then we got three thirty in actual casual. So hopefully, fingers crossed, this is like a test for a three minute server in ca- or a three minute timer in casual to see if that's what we should do. It would be awesome. I love too the limiting operators that they do on these game on these uh events because mm-hmm. not having glass on plane is so nice yes like playing with no glass is a much better map mm-hmm. much better 100 percent. um what i'm a little annoyed about is that like since castle is one of the operators like i've been playing some castle and like castle on plane i'm learning is like actually really really good mm-hmm. because 
they only can go one direction, right? right? And so like, it, and like, it's a really, like, it's really easy to like lock people out of rooms that they were trying to go to or like lock mm-hmm. people in, like when they're going a certain way or whatever. Um, what's disappointing is that Sledge and Ash are two of the, yeah, you know, of the six. So like guaranteed one of them will be picked every single yeah. round. So that's, that's annoying. But, um, so like, let's talk generally about like this type of um, event because this is the second one that's basically the same idea, right? Where there's right. Madhouse and Rainbow's Magic are similar in that they're restricted to one map. It's casual rules, basically. Uh, limited operators, mm-hmm. you know, new aesthetic or whatever. Do you like that style of event? Like, it seems like this is going to be sort of their standard, like, go-to mode. Yeah, for events. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's like funny and fun to do. It changes things up, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I love other events like the out uh, outbreak. Is that what it was called? Yeah, outbreak, and then like the road, road SI. SI. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that stuff actually gives you more siege, right? Kind of. You know, it was interesting. I actually, um, I tweeted out like, "Hey, what's everybody's rankings?" And I didn't like put together all the data or whatever, but for the most part, like most people were rating either Road to SI or Outbreak at the top. And then I would say in most cases, Rainbow's Magic and Madhouse would be three and four. Sometimes one of them would be two, but like very rarely was anybody rating those two at the top. Interesting. So like that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. Like there's things that I like and then there's things it's like that I don't like so much. Like I don't like the 40 drone challenge. I think that's a bad challenge. Yeah. It's basically just a grind, right? It, like, it's it it's really like is. a way to keep you playing it. It um, really is because that's a lot, honestly. Like if it was, Oh, it's so many. I just, I, I mean, I don't know what a good challenge is. I mean, I don't know. Get win two matches on rainbows magic. I don't know. I, I would prefer something way more specific to it. Like, like what if there was Easter eggs that you had to find or something, you know, or like, what if, like, or what if they did like a whole, you know, like on like destiny, for example, they'll do like sort of these hidden, like I want it like, I guess Easter eggs, but it's like, like a scavenger hunt almost where it's like one th- or treasure hunt where one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing. And it's like mm-hmm. this like long trail of people like unlocking, like not finding all this stuff. It'd be cool if there was something like that in this game where we're like, like as a community, it's like find the, the like gift on rainbow's magic right and there's like a present that's wrapped up somewhere but you can't get to it unless like you go to the front of the plane and like flip a switch that's on the cockpit and then like that opens like a secret door and then the secret door has like a you know like something like this like trail that you'd have to follow and so like it'd be cool if like there was a challenge like a community challenge to like do this easter egg hunt type of thing yeah people are like working together to try to figure it out yeah yeah that would be fun or, or just like I mean, they could be more siege like challenges too, and just be like, I don't know, um, just something more specific and more like special than like, oh, here's a high number. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to think of like a challenge that's specific to that exact like either plane or like somehow that playlist. Yeah, like I'd I'd like it to be more tied to the event itself and mm-hmm. like the theme of the event, but that's hard to do. Cause like, I mean, what do you even count? Yeah. Um, but like, even if it's just like, like, I don't know, get a certain number of blackbeard kills or like yeah. something, whatever. It could have been like successfully save Mr. Bear. Yeah. That sure. would have been perfect. Yeah. That's save just the save Mr. Bear on all four corners of the map, right? Like extract Mr. Bear okay. on Northwest, Southwest, <laughs> Northeast, Southeast. Interesting. Or like something, you know, like yeah. something that plays into like what we're actually doing and not just like, oh, this is just playing siege, but make this number go really high. Yeah. So I like I don't know. I I don't I don't love sieges challenges in general. And I think that they they could use some work to make it more interesting, especially in an event like this. Cause like we have talked about this before with challenges, and it's like, okay, but then are you incentivizing people to play the game in stupid ways and like not take mm-hmm. it seriously because they're more worried about getting a sledgehammer kill than they are about um, you know, playing winning. sledge smart, right? Exactly. But it's like, okay, but this is like, yeah, this is, this is this is magic. supposed to be dumb. Yeah, yeah, like, like let's. This is this is where we should be having fun with challenges and stuff. Um, but yeah, like I'm also like I'm not sure how I feel about like this mode of challenge in general because like it just gets stale really quickly. I feel like 
you know, and like, like I loved the Madhouse because I love house so much and we don't right. really play house because we play ranked all the time now. And so like, we rarely see house. And so like, that was fun just to have like, Hey, this is just house 24 seven. Like this is the, the server yeah. I want to exist on siege if we had right. custom servers. Right. Like, um, but like when it was down to playing, then it was like not, it didn't have that novelty for me specifically. And so like, I'm just saying like this gets stale really quick because it's the same operators going up against each other every time and uh same game type same map it's just like like it once like the aesthetic wears off pretty much after like two games yeah right and then it's like and then you're just playing siege um so i don't know like i don't know if i like that necessarily going forward yeah i do feel like it does get stale much do we help quicker <laughs> yeah <laughs> more quickly much more quickly yeah then uh i mean what did i say obviously has seven maps or I mean, Road to SI was basically just ranked, right? It was like a better version yeah, of ranked. Sure. Um, I mean, it's just playing that same. And then, okay, part of the problem too is the challenge where you feel like you have to play it, right? Because you want to get this dumb challenge, right? And so instead of it being like I'm playing this for fun, it's like I'm playing this just because I need to get the dumb drones, and then I can finally be done, right? And go play what I want to play, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, we were 100 percent doing that. We were like playing it <laughs> way past the time we would have been bored with it, um, just because of that, you know. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and and the the thing about the operators is like, I totally get it. I get why they limit it to six on each side because like they're doing custom, um, like models for each of those guys, right? T- custom skins and headgear mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's like, well, obviously we're not gonna introduce headgear for forty five operators for Madhouse, you know? Right. But then at the same time, like, well, now the game's not very fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like I don't know. Like maybe it, it maybe if you could. Like, so let's take Rainbow's Magic for an example. Maybe only those six operators have unlockable um, uh, skins and everything or whatever. And and they could signify that somehow in the operator selection or something where they have like a special border around or something to signify that like, hey, they're like, they're special for this event. Right. And then the other people, it's like, oh, they just have the wax, uh, you know, the wax wax. model. Yeah. Whatever. And that's like, that seems super easy to apply to a bunch of different people. Um. I mean, I think I do think the Rainbow is Magic event was fine for like April Fools. Like, even if it was the exact same way it was now, and it was just a week of April Fools, like that's fine. It was just stupid. It was an April mm-hmm. Fools joke, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that this is one of the events that we were actually getting that they had promised is going to come out at the mid like section of every season is like okay, well, because you were looking for something more like Road to SI, right? I was looking for something like a real event that we were going to have, right. not just like the April Fools joke, you know? Yeah. So I was expecting an April some sort of April Fool's joke. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I was expecting them to do something. Yeah. And they did this, and I thought that's what that was, and then I realized, like, oh, no, this is the event. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, like, we're going to get one per season, so it's it's one out of four for the year. It's, right. it's not huge, but, like, it, I see what you're saying, good. Like, it's funny. It's, it was impressive. Yeah, and it they was did fun. did a very good job. And, and, it, and it is fun. Like, I, I love the idea, actually, of, like, having a playlist that's a single map and like just yeah. being able to like try out new things on a specific map. Like that's actually yeah. really fun. Um, which speaking of which just before I forget, we're doing our community play date this week. So this Friday. stay tuned for more details on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's, it's fun, but yeah, I would way prefer like, Hey, let's do experimental stuff with the game. Let's do more out outbreak type of stuff. Like that's cool. Yeah. You know, give us give us a, a Halo Reach firefight mode, you know? Yeah. Like a, a um horde mode type of thing. Like that'd be sweet. And then and then keep it in the game afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I want to keep playing it. I like I almost feel like they should be cycling these events in like every other weekend, like, oh, outbreaks back Friday and Saturday this week. That'd be sweet. Right? Like like it just seems so wasted. And maybe it's hard to deploy and you have to do an update and everything, but like, yeah. it's, like it seems like there could be a way to make that happen. Other games do it. Yeah. Other games do it. So, um, I, I, uh, yeah. especially the outbreak, like I had countless times that people have asked for that to come back and like, it's mm-hmm. a very popular, like, yes, please let this come back. And that kind of yeah. sucks. Like the people that missed it, like we missed it. There's nothing we can do yeah, about it's it. It's gone. Everybody was expecting that for Halloween and we ended up getting <laughs> Madhouse, which was really cool. But like, Everybody 100% was expecting Outback or Outbreak to be coming back for Halloween. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Cycle does back in. I think that'd be fun. Um, anything else on Good Old Rainbows? Oh, I guess it's it's continuing. They extended it if you didn't hear about that already. Yep. Until April 15th um, now. So, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it's been extended already several days. But it's, yeah, going to Monday, April 15th. So you can keep playing that for a whole other week. 
also i wanted to point out the uh the tweet that they did to like announce this was actually really funny so at rainbow six game tweeted summoning circle hope this works and they used emojis to make like a like a little like circle of rainbows and candles and sparkles and unicorns and stuff. And then within that, it said at Ubisoft, more rainbow is magic, please. So it's like, they're like asking permission from Ubisoft to yeah. do rainbows magic. Yeah. And then Ubisoft replied with like a bunch of rainbows and heart emojis. Yes, let's do it. And so <laughs> rainbow six seed replies. Thanks dad. <laughs> it was so funny the way that like they were portraying that like they had to go to ubisoft for permission to like extend the rainbow's magic yeah. event and like ubisoft had the power to like say like yes and they're like okay thanks dad and like, <laughs> it's just it was so funny they did a good job i love when uh companies or whatever use that platform to make something funny yeah very funny and then uh, also I'm going to congratulate at Swag Savage 69 for an amazing tweet. He copied the summoning circle and said, old Hereford. Oh, nice. <laughs> summoning circle. Hope this works. Old Hereford. I was like, yes. Yes, please. Good job. Bring old Hereford well back done. somehow. Somehow, somewhere. Okay, let's move on to patch notes. Let's start with the actual real patch notes, which these have actually already been deployed uh, as of April 4th. So these came out last week. Um but there's some important stuff in here. So one of them is the crouch uh, spamming fix. Mm -hmm. So they they just said fixed players can change very quickly between different stance modes with macro inputs or hold on controls. Yeah. (laughs) In other words, we fixed crouch spamming. (laughs) Like Um, I I was expecting a larger, like plat, like not platform, but a larger announcement for that. Like we have a fix for crouch spamming and the developers note that talked about all about crouch spamming and what they wanted to do to fix it. Right. Like they normally do. Um, but it was simply just the, just a bug fix. Just, yeah, you had to like read between the lines to even understand that they were talking about it. Um, I I almost think like they were being careful not to come out and say like, "Hey, we fixed crouch spamming," and then everybody's yeah. like, "No, you didn't. You just like changed it." You know, yeah. like I think they didn't want to like oversell their hand a little bit. So, um, but that's good, and it's been it's been working well. And then you were even saying you felt like you liked it better as the like the croucher. Yes, so felt like it was more steady. Yeah, so I it's it actually brings a whole like different stance to the game now. So you have like your crouch and you're standing, but then when you spam it, you're like in between the two, mm-hmm. and so now there's some angles that like you can only see through like a slit if you're at that perfect level. Okay, and so you have to be spamming X, and you're at that perfect height. So it's not like you're going up and down like you were before, and you're hard to hit. Now mm-hmm. you're still the same level, but now you can see at a whole different angle. It's like, like it's introduced a mediary. Yeah, it's nice. It's really cool. Very cool. Uh, another thing on here that was interesting was, let's see, where is it? Oh, drone jumping sound effects can be heard from an idle drone. So they fixed that. You can't, you won't hear sound effects on drone sitting still anymore. That kept happening. Yeah. It was really annoying. annoying. It, it happened mostly when you put your drone like on the edge of something. Cause it was like almost falling off. And so like, if you yeah. turn it a little bit, it would just like, shut up. PC, when raw input is off, alt-tabbing and refocusing on the game window results in a trigger pull. So when you when you go... So I guess there, there's a raw input setting if it, if it was off. You know when you go back and you click on the game to get back into it and you shoot yeah. and sometimes yeah. you team kill somebody? Yeah. <laughs> that won't happen anymore, sounds like. That's good. It does... Um, What the game does do, which is... Kind of, it's good that it does this, but it's kind of annoying, is as soon as the game goes into like the preparation phase from the loading screen windows or the game somehow it focuses on the game now instead of like whatever you were doing before so if you're clicking at that Mm. time like you're about to click okay or on something or click another link on some program yeah and then windows focuses back on the game you still shoot in game oh that's weird yeah it's a i haven't killed anybody yet doing it but i've noticed it a few times when i've shot i'm like oh shoot yeah weird i bet um yeah and then there's a bunch of other fixes this is no like major changes it's a bunch of fixes to specific operators and maps and and like a little bugs and stuff so um we will make sure to link that in the show notes if you're interested to see more uh let's move on to the test server patch notes so um this is the april 3rd 2019 test server patch notes um this actually so came out i think the same day as rainbow's magic yes or right after it. Um, so the big things, Ying, they changed the reverse candela cooking mechanic, which I didn't even realize exists. 
But I guess the way that it used to be was if, as Ying, if you were cooking a candela, that would actually make the fuse take longer mm-hmm. as opposed to like a regular frag grenade where if you cook it, then the fuse is shorter and it's right. just the weirdest thing. So they've reversed it. So it's standard. So it makes now. sense. But that's like a really weird thing that you would have to play Ying a lot to, to catch on to. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was annoying. Cause like you'd hold it down. It was just hard to understand like how long it was going to be when you let it go. Or sometimes like I'd hope I'd be holding it down. Like, just waiting to throw it and then I'd peek and throw it and be like, oh shoot, I forgot when I did that. It takes forever now. So I'd throw it and then it would go wait like three or four seconds and then finally, doo, 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 doo. yeah. Yeah. I, I like virtually never play Ying. So I like don't even know, but I, I end up trying. Like there's a few operators that I need to really spend some time playing. Like there's no reason I shouldn't like Ying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's other operators like Vigil. It's like I've played him a few times and I've been like, I just don't like him. But like Ying, it's like, I don't know why she just never like it must have just been the timing or something, but she just never caught on and it's weird. Nomad. They added idle sound effects to know that Nomad's air jab once deployed to act as warning feedback for gadget position. So does this mean as a um defender when you're running up and you you'll like hear a nomad? Yeah. Jam air jab? Yeah. Okay. So because there's no like large like with Capcan traps and frost traps, like you can see them right before you actually run into them. Whereas like Nomad, like honestly, there's sometimes where you can't even see it before it goes right. off. Right. So they have to have some cue for you. Like, okay, I made a mistake. Yeah. Right. Um, do, do you know what it sounds like? Have you heard it? I have not. Okay. I, like, I'm, I hope it's not like a beep, like a nitro or something. Cause that's just seems like way too prominent. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it on the TTS. Okay, so before we hop into listener questions, uh, let's talk about the community play date. So that's going to be this Friday, the 12th, 12th um, U.S. time. So we're, we're planning to start around 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, mountain time. So that's 8 p.m. Pacific or 11 p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Eastern people, it's pretty late for you, but just kind of the, the nature of the beast. Time zones are hard. Um, so I'll actually try to be there earlier than nine and like, I'll try to get there as early as I can. It's tough. Cause I have kids and kids are, they never cooperate. They always like, okay, let me tell you how, what it's like to have kids. They will go to bed like clockwork every night at eight o'clock until the night that you need to be ready to do something at eight 30. And they go to bed at nine 30. <laughs> right. So like it's, it's the freaking worst, but so I'll, I'll try to be there earlier. Uh, you too, I assume. Yes. I, I think you're busy with school or whatever. Um, but we'll, we'll try to be there a little bit earlier than that. So if you can hop on, um, we'll just all hop in a, a discord channel together on the server and we will put together some custom games. If we have enough people, if not, we'll just hop into, um, some matchmaking together and have a good time. So, uh, we'll post an announcement for that in the discord as well. So everybody knows, um, by the way, if you're not in the discord, you definitely should join. You can find that link in the show notes. Uh, that's where you can ask us questions or just chat, chat about siege, chat about life, whatever um, as well as get announcements like this. And then also don't forget to follow us on Twitter at our six renowned. Also, we might as well just do all the plugs right now. You can, you can, <laughs> awesome. if, you, if you like us individually, you can follow me on, uh, Twitch and YouTube at VG fiasco. And then I'm just hello with three O's on the same platforms. Okay. So let's with that hop into listener questions. So I actually have a couple from Twitter this week. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you, oh, what, were you going to talk about facts? Oh, yeah. I do have a fact as well. But for the community <laughs> play, one of the things that we do want to test is Castle and his hard reinforcement. Or yes. having to do a hard reinforce, yes. hard breacher to hard, break Castle barricades. Yeah. Sell, so we want we want to have at least 10 people so we can actually test that. Yes. Sell the play date. Yeah. So the, some of the things we want to do are like we want to be able to run custom games where we can do fun things like, hey, let's test if... Uh, you know, like you're saying, if castles things had to be hard breachable, like how would that affect the game? Mm-hmm. Um, or even like somehow maybe we can try to see if we can do like let's test if castles on attack. You yeah. know, like if we maybe if you turn off enough things, we could, you know, enough like HUD elements, we could simulate it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, let's let's try to get at least ten for a custom game, and we'll we'll be able to play with stuff like that, and that'd be super fun. Um. Also, sometime we should do like other games too, you know, like let's do a Battlefield Fortnite or whatever. Once, uh, once Halo comes to PC, I don't think that'll be a problem. Oh yeah. Everybody get Halo on PC for sure. We're going to play Rocket Freaking Ball. Oh my gosh. Rocket Ball. Yes, we can play Rocket Ball. 
Okay, let's take a second. Let's <laughs> let's take a second for Rocket Ball. Did Actually, you know? Did you know Rocket Ball is one of the game modes in Halo that you can match? Really? For? Yeah. We made that up. I, that's that's why I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, we actually made it up, but we it's definitely in there. made it up. Um, I think we actually last week we mentioned Rocket Ball, and I said I said like one time we'll talk about Rocket Ball. So it, this is that time. That's it's the PP going into Halo. Yes, <laughs> retroactive PP going into a different game. No, um, Rocket Ball, you guys. Okay, if you're familiar with Halo One, first of all, or if you're not, let me explain it to you. Halo One's <laughs> physics specifically for like weapons and things are like way different than other, the other halo games physics. Um, so kind of the thing about halo one is that the weapons react to explosions and all that. And they act, there's almost like a multiplier on the weapons, like for how they react to the explosions and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And so like what you can do in halo one is if you're, if you're really good or well-practiced and you've taken some time to learn some things, there's like certain spots where you can like, you line yourself up just right and aim your crosshairs just right. And you can throw a grenade across the map to hit like right onto the rocket launcher and grenade the rocket launcher to you across the map. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's a really cool, like in-depth strategy for Halo one. But I think Bungie saw that and was like, that's not really what we want for this game. Like we kind of want the game to be about like controlling the area where the rocket launcher spawns. Mm-hmm. And so with every subsequent Halo, starting with Halo two, uh, weapons basically don't move when they're hit by a grenade. Right. Yeah. And so that applies to all objects in the game. So, because Halo 1 has that, it makes uh, for a very cool game type, which we like to call Rocket Ball. And so, um, all Halo games have a game type called Oddball, which is basically like Keep Away, right? Or like mm-hmm. Monkey in the Middle. Of, like I don't know what you call it in probably England or whatever. Like I don't know what <laughs> your guys' term for it is. But it's the thing where, like, say, like on the playground, you have a ball and like one team's trying to keep the ball away from the other team. Or like a bunch of kids trying to keep it away from one kid, right? And so they all have that where there's a skull and like one team's trying to hold the skull for as long as possible, or you can do individual free for all, whatever too, but whoever holds the skull for a certain amount of time first, so like five minutes, for example, wins the match. And so with these physics combined with oddball, it gets amazing because everybody has rocket launchers. That's part of the game mm-hmm. uh, of rocket ball. And so everybody's shooting rockets and like, I mean, everybody like rocket launchers only halo is fun enough by itself. Yeah. Right. But you add oddball into that and like with the halo one physics and the oddball is just flying all over the map. And so then it becomes this thing of like the oddball drops and everybody's trying to get to it, but everybody's getting rocketed. And then, so like you're up on the top of the map and you rocket the oddball to yourself. And like, it's just, it's so freaking fun. And then the person with the oddball moves faster than everybody else. Yes. Yes. They, they have, have a, how much faster are they? It's, I think it's like, two times maybe but you feel fast yeah when you're you pretty have fat. It. and so it, like we did it different we did it in reach too and it was different because you had more options for mm-hmm. how fast you could go but like in halo one you move a lot faster than other people so like it, it's like it's way fun it's yeah. so fun like I, you can't describe how fun this is it's it's it like insane so much fun. We, we just play it for hours and hours and hours like back to back to back um <sighs> that's what we'll do one day when halo halo pc comes out guys guys this is gonna happen um rocket ball oh my gosh i could talk about rocket ball all day okay facts i i should make a i have like old clips that i recorded that i should make a highlight video of yeah you should do that i should do that okay give us your fact my only one fact is that the deagle actually takes six shots to open up a hole in the wall so assault rifles lmgs everything else takes nine shots and the deagle takes six Hmm. interesting so all the other Pistols as well take nine shots. Mm-hmm. They're all nine. But the I didn't deagle, test the revolver, dang it. But I, I, the revolver doesn't do it fast. The revolver takes a long time. Okay, so then they're all nine. Yeah. So interesting. Even assault rifles take yep. nine, but nine. The, the Desert Eagle takes six. Yeah, that's aside from Glass's. Glass's rifle does three. three. Yeah. Cool. Interesting, huh? That is a good fact. Okay, let's get into the actual questions. So first couple of questions are coming from Twitter. Again, this is at R6 Unrenowned if you want to ask us questions on Twitter. Um, so this comes from at potato gamer 100. He says all the current siege maps are static. How would you like to see maps with moving obstacles that would grant you temporarily temporary cover or like a silent way to transport? Imagine a factory where you'd have boxes moving on a conveyor belt. I can imagine factories with conveyor belts pretty well at this current moment in my life. Thanks to satisfactory, uh, or an open elevator that constantly goes up and down, allowing you to move from one floor to another silently, but it will leave you very exposed when using it. So what do you think about like these dynamic elements in a map? I think it's interesting, but I also think that uh I'll just I'll just I, I think that you could get screwed just because someone got really lucky with how the elements were moving 
in their favor. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, a little polka floats action. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's silly. Um, yeah, there's that. I'm like, I'm thinking about other games that have done this. So like Halo 2, I think, did it with Zanzibar, right? With the the big wheel that would spin. And yeah, Elongation also has. Yeah. Um, Halo 3 did similar things. Um, and then like, you know, Battlefield 4 did that with the, the skyscraper that would fall down and like other elevators. Stuff, bridges you could break. Mm-hmm. I mean, ele- elevators in Battlefield are, are activated by the player. So that's, I think, a little bit different. Oh, that's true. But but it's still a little bit of a dynamic element. Um, so like I'm like in most of those games, I don't think it's ever really added anything. I think it's been more of like a bullet point on the back of the box, you know? Yeah. Than it has been like, hey, this makes the game way better. You know what I mean? Like, like even like in Halo Two Zanzibar, like I remember there was a thing with like opening and closing the gates or the doors or to the ba- fortress or whatever, mm-hmm. and like. Like, I guess it was kind of interesting because it became like this thing of like the defenders would try to defend that terminal so they couldn't come up and open the open the doors and have like a bunch of different access points into the base, like if it was mm-hmm. attack and defend. But I don't know. I don't know that it ever really added that much versus just being like a distraction. Now, Siege is different than those games. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wouldn't say like it'd be bad to have it in a map, but... At the same time, I don't think it'd be like an amazing new feature or anything. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting. They would sell to it try. as such. I mean, let's try it on the next event, like on the next Rainbow is Magic. You know, like yeah, add some like add a little Ferris wheel on plane that's like spinning or you know, like <laughs> whatever. Like I, I think that events should be times that we test things like this and just see how they mm-hmm. work. Um, on a technical level too, I'm, I'm actually wonder about it. Cause then it's like, okay, now is this a destructible thing? And like, how does yeah. that factor in? And then it's just adding more that the map has to remember. Right. And I also fear it might have problems with like sinking and where the player is, if it's moving the player and where the player actually is standing or whatever, cause the player didn't move themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like I'm not shooting it down, but like, I haven't really seen it be that it, like give me, I guess give me some examples of some games where it was good and like make a case for it. Um, at Apollo thirteen twenty five eight eight six four says, do you see any streamers or famous players talking on the podcast in the future? Like icy cat. Uh, also if you could both pick one person to be on the podcast, who would it be excluding celebs and people who aren't associated with siege? I don't know. Um, I'd like to have more, you know, community members on here. I don't like, we haven't really tried to ask anybody. Yeah. Um, so we did have icy cat on here. Um, if I were to pick anyone to have them come on, <laughs> I mean, I would love to have like one of the community managers. Yeah. I, I think that's what I would go for because like, I mean, for one, that like it would just be so cool to like be able to ask them about you know little things like like ask them like hey have you like have you guys even like talked about not kicking us out of drones in the prep phase like is that is that ever been a topic of conversation or have we just not been loud enough about it you know like you know like what's what's the rationale behind some of these decisions or is there any you know did it just happen that way and nobody's talked about it since like i think that'd be so cool yeah, that'd be fun. I think it'd also be cool to have like a pro league player. Yeah. Just someone fun. that understands Siege really well, whether it's Or would it be fun? Because then would they just say, like, no, everything you guys are saying is totally wrong. <laughs> like you guys are so stupid. <laughs> Maybe. Which is probably true. Yeah. But it's all done renowned, okay? Give us a break. Um like I I mean I wouldn't care if it's like Fabian or Pengu or someone like less known like Chala or something, but it'd be cool either way, just have someone that understands the game that well. Yeah. It, yeah, it'd be fun. Um <laughs> as far as like whether or not it will happen, like I think it'd be, it'd be fun to have more people on. It's just get, it becomes like a, a logistics issue with like trying to sync up with somebody who's not like part of our regular flow. And then like having to add in a mic that's over the internet. Like it's just, it's kind of a nightmare and adds to the editing flow and everything. So, I mean, when, uh, maybe when there's more time to dedicate (laughs) for now, we're like, we're happy just to have like a consistent pattern that we can emulate. Yes. Okay, let's get into podcast questions from the Discord server, which again, you can find the link to that in the show description or on our Twitter account. 
Um, and we always get lots of great questions here. So thank you to all those who submit questions. We are starting with Buzzard Jaman. He asks, is there anything you're looking forward to this year in Rainbow Six besides the forgive option and any other games on the horizon? Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. 2070, yes, 2077, for instance. Okay, so let's start with Rainbow. <clears throat> what are you looking forward to? The thing I think I'm most looking forward to is the pick and ban in Ranked. Mm, yeah. That's probably the top. And to see exactly like what they mean with that whole rank like overhaul that they're doing. Yeah. Like what's going on? What are we doing? That's that's what I'm excited for. I want to see what rank is going to be like. Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, the forgive option is one of the ones I'm most excited about. So yeah. But uh, besides that one, so yeah. I know he's beside that one. Um, I'm looking forward to these map buffs. I'm like the cafe oh, map buff looks great. Yeah. Um, cafe map buff is going to be great. Yeah, I'm I th- excited. I think for that. that'll be good. Uh, let's see. Oh, canal too. I think the canal one looked really, really good from what we saw. What was the other one again? Theme park. Oh, theme park. Heck, I'm excited yeah. for theme park not to suck. Heck yes. <laughs> Sorry for those of you who like theme park. Freak. Uh, yeah. So that stuff. Like that's probably that's probably my biggest thing is the map reworks. Um, and then other games coming up. I am hoping that sometime this year, maybe Red Dead Redemption Two will come to PC. Yeah, that. I mean, obviously Halo on PC. We're looking forward. Yeah, hundred percent. That you guys already know that. Um, yeah, Red Dead on PC would be freaking amazing. It's so weird. Like, I I don't know like when it happened. Like within the past couple of years, I used to like always follow like what games were upcoming, and like I, there was always games that I was excited about. Mm-hmm. And I think what happened was that like several games that I was excited about like came out to be disappointments. Yeah. So like from like ukulele to mass effect andromeda uh i can't think of more right now but like there was a string of like four or five games that were like on my most anticipated list and all those came out to like really poor reviews and i just never played them and so like somehow i just like i stopped being excited about games coming up i was just like well i know that rocket league and rainbow six are really good so i'll just keep playing yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know like i'm trying to think Yeah, drawing a blank. Like I, I like I used to be able to list off a bunch of games for you that were coming up like soon, which ones would be good and all that, but for some reason I can't do that anymore. You you also had these things, um what are they called? They have like noses or kids there. <laughs> yes. That that changes it a little bit. Uh yes. Okay, wait. Yes, yes I am a ginger. Yes, a man gi- yes, yes, I am a ginger. Yes, I'm a ginger. Yes, I am a ginger. Gosh, freaking <laughs> we need spaces in discord names yes the imaginer <laughs> yes i am a ginger i am looking to unlock a new attacking operator and i have enough for now to buy one who of these three only ones i have left to unlock should i buy nomad lion or finca and why uh my personal favorite between those three is probably finca although i don't really play any of those a lot i would say i think nomad is going to be like I think you can do really well with Nomad with a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a good operator to buy. Also, Lion with his change, I think is actually going to be really, really good. Because if he can make that thing go every 15 seconds and it's it just happens so fast, I think he's going to be a really good intel gathering operator. Yeah, he'll be good for that. And he'll be great for um, defending planted diffusers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I think I think you can't really go along with Lion, and then Finca's great too. She boosts your whole team, so that's really. Great. I mean, they're all good, they're all good. So I, I guess I guess what you're choosing between is somebody who buffs the whole team, like more of a support role, versus Intel slash like scare the other team, which would be Lion, and then somebody who's more of like a you can run solo by yourself, which would be Nomad, right? And set up like cool traps and stuff. So if it was me, I would personally buy Nomad. You would personally buy Nomad. I would, yeah, I think I'd go for Finca myself. The Golden Maniac wants to know, have we ever had any pets? So yeah, we grew up with, uh, well, grew up is a loose term for me, but you grew up with <laughs> with, with uh, a cat and a couple of dogs. I did. So two, uh, a lab and then a lab mix. I don't know what. Yeah, a lab mix was. or something else. Not really. Their <laughs> names were Strider and Rosie. Yep. Straight from Lord of the Rings. And then our cat's name was Arwen, also from Lord of the Rings. Was that heavily influenced by you? Did you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know Although, mom was totally down with the names. Yeah. Mom had, uh, she was, I think, reading Lord of the Rings at the time. 
I had like convinced her to read it. Okay. And so like, yeah, like Strider was the first one and that was, it's just a good dog name. Mm -hmm. Like, so it worked out really well. And then, then Arwen came along. So that was like natural, like, oh, Strider. I think our sister wanted to name her Star. That was our sister's name for the cat. Yeah, that sucked. Star. No, that sucked. No. (laughs) And it's pretty much her cat, but I I named it. Yeah. (laughs) And then. That was a good name, dude. She got a good name. Yeah. Uh, also, I had a we had a hamster when I was a little kid, and it was killed by a child that my mom was babysitting, and it was so sad. Oh, are you serious? I didn't even know. I had no you idea. You certainly heard the Wiggles story. Wiggles no. the hamster. What? Oh, yeah. I had so no sad. clue. Okay, so here's what happened. The so my mom was babysitting this like three or four year old girl, right? So Who not old it? enough to know what was going on. Her name was Bailey. Yeah. You you don't don't know her. No. Um, but. She like she got a hold of the hamster out of the cage and then like she like colored on it with sidewalk chalk and then she like threw it on the ground. And so like my mom came and found the hamster like lying on the ground, like wheezing, like gasping for breath. And then like I remember we just came home from school and our parents told us, like, yeah, Wiggles is dead. <laughs> I was like, what? And like we were so sad. Um oh. and then we hated that little girl. And she came over another time and like we were very mean to her. <laughs> <laughs> we hated her so much. That poor thing. Yeah. So yeah, we did have pets. Two, the dogs have both died. The <laughs> cat's dead soon. Yeah. Fat thing. I swear. I last time I went home, I was like, "You are fat." Yeah. Well, she's gained like ten pounds. Okay. Rush seventeen wants to know: Would you be open to making <clears throat> Fuse's shield maybe five to ten percent larger to make him more viable? Yeah. Fuse's shield is bad. Same with okay. Blitz's shield is good because it has a flash on it, but right. It also is bad when it comes to, like, protecting him. Yeah. And, and Blitz is fine because he's balanced in other ways. But, if, like, Fuse's shield is just... There's no reason to run that for the most part. Like... Yeah. Unless you're just memeing. And, yeah. I, I think... I don't know. Either get rid of it or make him faster with it or... Make, make it, bigger, it actually like, cover him. It should do something or else just don't like, give him a shield because it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, his gadget is mediocre and difficult to use. I love using his shield, but he can be easily picked apart by a good player. Maybe a slightly larger seal shield. Yeah. So basically what we said. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Be totally down for that. Zero skill. If you couldn't play online games for three years, <laughs> what game would you play? So this is the same, uh, basically question that we've had before of like, if you could only play one game, but now we're saying no online games. Yep. Um, but we're, we can play multiple games. Yeah, I guess so. What games would you play? So, I mean, I would just go through my huge backlog, but I mean, that's what I would do. I would just go through my giant backlog of single player games that I already own and have never played. But let's, let's limit it more to like, let's say the one or two, if like, if you had to choose one. I would, I haven't actually ever gotten into Skyrim, like Mm -hmm. where I've actually understood what's really going on. So I would do that. I think people have wasted so much time on that game that I'm sure I could find ways to spend tons of time on Skyrim. Totally. Um, right now I might say satisfactory. I mean, I've, I've played that for like 60 hours since it came out three or four weeks ago, which is a lot for me. <laughs> like in my current stage, I don't stage know of how life. he does it. Uh, it's so fun. It uh, was I could fun. play that for a long time. It's still a good game, but there's no, we have no progression right now. We have to wait for them to release a new patch. And so I have a hard time playing it until Chris is bored because we've unlocked everything, but he doesn't realize that like, like, I mean, there's still several or at least one major component that we're not even manufacturing automatically so like there's plenty left to do chris finds the fun in this game like outside of the core element of the game which which is fine but like yeah you're not going to stay hot on it for that long if you're not having fun with like the main mechanic um so that uh what else i'm trying to think of like long games but i don't really like long games that much yeah that's why i like Probably Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Red, maybe even GTA. Like, I've never really gotten into a GTA game, so I maybe like I just play GTA that much. 5. Honestly, I, I don't really like it that much either. But there's tons to do. At yeah. least Shadow is Shadow Mordor pretty good with lots to do. Or not really. I mean, it is. It's it's really good, but you're you're gonna finish it pretty soon. Like, yeah, you're gonna run out of stuff to do. How long did that game take you to finish? Um, to hundred percent all the achievements is probably like forty to fifty hours. Oh, that's pretty short, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I'm sure I could come up with better answers with more time. 
also he's the same person who asked what's the most memorable game we should uh we should give another entry for our most memorable games yeah do you have one i have one if you don't um yeah i was going to say shoot i was looking at a list what was i gonna say oh advance wars oh advance wars advance wars is so fun so if you haven't played Advance Wars, it's this old Game Boy Advance game, and then they had a couple games after that too that like went up to the DS. Um, but it's basically like it's a turn-based strategy game, and so you control like you so you control like a well you're like a CO of like all these troops on the battlefield, and like you 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 know you make tanks and soldiers and planes and stuff, and then you you advance them on a turn-based system. And you go and fight the enemy and whatever, right? Like it's, I mean, it's pretty similar to like an XCOM or whatever, but it's like a top-down, um, like big army with vehicles and stuff instead mm-hmm. of just like soldiers. So yeah, that game's super fun. You can do multiplayer. Um, it has really great campaigns. Advance Wars was great. They're like different players have like different ultimates. Like someone has an airstrike. One person like heals all their all their yeah. units. Yeah. So you have different characters that you can play as, and they have different powers. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good one. Very good. Good Did you job. want to do yours? I'll save mine for next time. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. <clears throat> ginger, which is a different from Yes, I Am a Ginger. Um, what if there was an IQ rework where she would have a different drone that is like a gyroscope type drone where it's a sphere, can see electronics, and can move faster? It probably wouldn't be able to jump. So we're talking like a hamster ball. Yeah. That goes and sees electronics. Does it mark them or anything? Or like, it doesn't sound like that's what he's saying. But I mean, what if it like, yeah? What if it did mark them? Like, what if she could go around and she could like scan it and mark it for the team? Yeah, it'd be cool if there was like a time limited thing. Like, it it stays marked for like ten seconds or something. Yeah, because obviously you can't have her running around putting HUD elements all over everybody's screen all the time. That's another thing too. Like, even if it's for a limited time, like you're just adding more and more HUD elements. Yeah. Which can be distracting. I mean, is it too close to Twitch? That's the thing is, it's like, why not just pick Twitch that can actually shoot right the things? It's like, but IQ's gadget, there's got to be something more, right? Like, it's so good, but... Yeah, so, not. I mean, somebody else was saying... I'm trying to find if this is in... I don't think it's in the podcast questions channel, but somebody else was saying, like... What if um, IQ's gadget could just be on her assault rifle? You know, kind of like Jackal. Yeah, that's that's what I don't understand in the first place. Is when they made Jackal like that, where he can like have his visor, just a visor down. IQ should have the same thing. Yeah, I think so. There's a couple of differences. Like one is that Jackal's um, Jackal's gadget isn't exactly like an active thing. If you know what I mean, like it's yeah. It's really more that you find the footprints and scan it, and then you go, then you go into combat. Whereas IQ could just have it up while she's like pushing, and it gives her advantages like while she's pushing. Like it's almost like why would you ever have it off at that point? Yeah. So like, is there another operator that just has like a consistent, uh, get like active gadget all the time that like, like Glass seems like the closest, right? Where he has a scope. That like there's no reason ever to turn it off. Yeah, I don't really think so. But I don't no, think it'd be a problem though. Like, I mean, I, that's, that's just her gadget. I yeah. think it'd be the same as Jackal's. Like, if you get shot when you're wearing it, it would like get all sketchy. Or if there's mute jammers, it would kind of like make it funky. Yeah. I don't know. Like the other thing is, so let's say it's on her assault rifle. Now, if you find a gadget. Um, you have to shoot at it with a super loud assault rifle to to kill it. So well, I mean, if you they could made do it just both. like if they made it just like jackals, it would just be like a visor, so she sure, could switch guns. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess why not? Right? It's not like it's super OP to be able to see where gadgets are. But what if it's oh you know, time limited? Is that what you were just saying? That if it could be time limited? No, no. but yeah. Like, what what that, if it was like a, she activates it and. It has a battery or something, and it yeah, lasts and it for 15 seconds, and then it runs out, like a vigil. And it needs solar power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just something that's on a cooldown, right? Yeah, like, that'd be fine. Uh, so she can't just always have it up. She just has to activate it when she wants to. And then maybe it could be like if you have your pistol out or something, like they could come up with some stupid reason for it. But if you have your pistol out, then it's it's just 
persistent, but if you have your assault rifle out, you have a time limit. What if she could like? What if she could like destroy gadgets with like a like a focused EMP burst through a wall? So like instead of so like Thatcher, he can throw an EMP grenade and it will destroy anything within a certain radius, right? What if she could like find a gadget and if she was within five meters, she can do a focused EMP burst that just kills that one gadget, mm, like a laser EMP burst yeah. that goes through walls and stuff. Yeah. What about that? Yeah, that because be like cool. her problem really is like cool. She found it, but like there, like I don't know. You still don't really know what it is behind a wall. Whatever, you can't do anything about it. I, th- I honestly, I like. I think this is coming down to just like, um, a, a skill gap, right? Like, because yeah. pro players use IQ actually pretty frequently, like yeah. not all the time. But I think like, I think a lot of it's like her guns are pretty good, and she's three speed. But I mean, they will they'll go like underneath the objective and find you yeah, know gadgets and entry points and stuff like goose. Yeah, so like I th- I think that it's just that people at our level just don't use her well enough. Yeah. But getting back to this gyroscope idea, I mean, we have talked about having somebody like, I don't think it's a good idea for an IQ rework, but we have talked about having somebody that has another special type of drone. Mm -hmm. Is there a way we can make this gyroscope drone cool? Like what if it was a breaching charge drone? Oh, heck yeah. Oh, we've talked about that. Haven't we? Uh Yeah, we have. That'd be way cool. Gyroscope drone. It goes in, jumps on the wall and breaches it. Yeah. Freaking yes. Or what if, what if it's like a... Do you uh, know how freaking cool that would be? You could like, if you really just wanted to screw him up, you get it inside the objective and like blow a random hole that really pisses him off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. What what if it's something like, maybe like a sonic boom type of thing where it like it drives in and it's basically like a flash grenade without the flash. So it just like okay. deadens your ears. Okay. And and you could you can make it go way longer than a flash grenade. Yeah. You know, or, or even if it like... it comes in and just starts like a siren type of thing. Oh it's heck like, yeah. And it could like just noise. It could maybe like it it deploys like some armor over itself and does that so it lasts for fifteen seconds. So you could mm-hmm. shoot it as it's rolling in, but it's sort of like a maestro thing. Like once it closes the visor over itself then then like it's safe and that lasts yeah, and for it's just making this fifteen loud seconds noise. making the siren and Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be cool. sweet. Yeah. That'd be fun. Let's do that. I like it. There you go. Problem solved. PP activate. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We have some more questions here. Steel switch. I feel Mozzie is a bit lame. I think you're wrong, sir. Is there anything that could be added or changed with this operator to add some excitement? Not sure if it's his weapons or his gadget, but he falls into the same hole as Vigil, the hole of operators that will never grace my control. Uh, I think you should give Mozzie another chance because the pepperoni is amazing. I love the pepperoni. I, I haven't really used his other Mozzie. gun much, but it seems fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I- yeah, like. I think Mozzie's really good. And like, we, I mean, we told a story a couple of weeks ago about some amazing, like Mozzie, uh, experiences that we had. And I haven't even played that much Mozzie and it was like really great. So yeah. I think you should give him some more time. Cause I think Mozzie is really, really good. He is. He's a really fun operator to play. Yeah. Um, or even like, if you don't like him, like that's fine. There's plenty of operators I don't like, but it's like, yeah, I don't really like playing echo, but I love when Chris plays echo. Like I love having an echo on my team, you know, like, so find somebody who's good with Mozzie and like you will see he can be pretty dang good. Yeah, he's fun to have. All right, so that's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next Wednesday with a new episode. Just goodbye. Goodbye.